Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Norville Morisot, they call him the Picasso of the North. Norville Morisot is a, a spiritual supernova, you know, a dynamo. Where Morisot was trying to lift people up, there were people who have been poisoning Morisot's legacy. Okay, they're talking about renowned Canadian artist Norval Morisot. He's even been called the Picasso of the North. And if you don't know his name, all I'd say is look up his art and you will immediately recognize it. It is iconic. He has an incredible artistic legacy. But now his name isn't just associated with his incredible art. It's also associated with forgery because for years there was an organized effort to copy his work and profit from it. He even tried to tell museums and auction houses that this was happening and the art world didn't listen. Can you imagine? The actual artist is telling you, I didn't create that. Don't don't attribute that to me. And they didn't believe him. I mean, that was a huge theft over the years, millions of dollars. It sounds unbelievable. Well, you should do what I did and read the latest issue of Smithsonian Magazine, where the story called The Biggest Art Fraud in History just made me want to pull my hair out. And the author of that article, Jordan Michael Smith, joins us now. Jordan, thank you for being here. Glad to be here, Simi. It really is astounding. I mean, can you believe you wrote about it? It must be unbelievable. No, when I was researching and reporting the story, I I kept learning things that uh, were astonishing and and depressing in in equal measure. It it really was uh, an astounding story. Okay. How big of an art fraud was this, Jordan? Well, the police in Thunder Bay and the Ontario Provincial Police are saying that uh, it was upwards of $100 million in fraud uh, and about uh, upwards of 10,000 pieces of uh, fraudulent artwork. So uh, that those figures make it the biggest art fraud in history, and it happened right in Ontario in our lifetimes. How did this happen? What was going on? Well, um, you know... Only one person so far ha- has pled guilty, and there are seven other people uh, who are, are still to go on trial. So all the facts are still to be uncovered. But what we do know is that there were three overlapping rings of producing fakes uh, throughout Ontario, really starting uh, in the 1980s and getting going in the 1990s. And um, it lasted all the way uh, up until the 2010s. So we're talking about about happening over decades, um, really involving um, probably um, at least a dozen people producing the forgeries. But what's really interesting is that there were lots of auctioneers um, and sellers, dealers who, who sort of turned a blind eye uh, and maybe knew what was going on, but, but didn't want to know the, the particular details about exactly uh, what was happening. So, so it really was um, an, a, a wide-ranging conspiracy. This is the thing that really got me about your story, is that you had the artist himself, Norval Morisot, saying publicly, I didn't paint that, I didn't do that. 
and yet people didn't believe him. Why? Some of it had to do with uh, he, he, his advanced age, and uh, he had some complications from Parkinson's disease. And so by that point, um, he had trouble speaking. Um, however, uh, it was also clear that, that doctors said he was, he was fine and functioning cognitively, and so that um, he, he was also well within his capacities to point things out. Part of it was a stereotype. Um, Norval Morisot was an Ojibwe painter, and um, after after suffering uh, horrific events at a, at a residential school in the 1950s, um, he he fell into alcoholism and drug misuse. And um, you know, so uh, some of this sort of tied into stereotypes about indigenous people um, not having the, the mental capacity or, or or being too inebriated to function properly. And certainly that was at play here too. So they were saying, oh, he forgot that he painted these or he doesn't remember painting these because that just blows my mind that that was acceptable that people would say that. So, yeah, we're still going to sell this as one of his. Oh, absolutely. And um, amazingly, even in the courts, that passed muster because, um, you know, they were able to say, well, Morriso uh, might not have known what he painted. He might have uh, been too drunk or too high to remember the things that he did. But of course, the the man could recognize his own work. Of course. And um, and uh, but astonishingly, astonishingly, that worked within courts and that worked uh, among dealers and, and auctioneers just makes me so angry, Jordan, when I read about this and how many years this went on for. You're saying that, well, they were saying, oh, no, no, he doesn't remember painting this, but yet the artworks were so beautiful, people, they still wanted to get top dollar for it. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, you know, it it really was contradictory. And the idea that the artist himself uh, would not be in charge of it and that um, it, it was that you know, mostly white people who were profiting from his work, who really were the experts on Norval Morisot's own art. Um, that is absolutely at play here and uh, explains a lot why it went on for so long. Yeah. So unfortunately, he has passed away, so he won't see this reckoning. But even with the reckoning that happened, how does this tie into the Bare Naked Ladies? Well, uh, a member of the Bare Naked Ladies, key, uh, keyboardist Kevin Hearn, actually bought a Norval Morisot that he thought was legitimate because the dealer had told him it was. Uh, and then um, he, the Art Gallery of Ontario, which he, he generally, uh, generously donated the painting to, uh, they told him it was a fake. And, and most people who buy fakes um, either... Uh, sort of write off the fact that uh, they were duped or too embarrassed to come forward. But but Kevin Hearn um, had the courage uh, and the resources to really follow through. And he was the one who, more than anyone else, really un- unraveled this whole conspiracy. What he he did was um, attach with a lawyer named Jonathan Summer, and um, and Summer and uh, a partner of his um, went around all over Ontario to to thunder. Bay particularly, but also in Toronto, to find out exactly uh, how this all started and how it went on for so long. And and Kevin Hearn, um, a, a judge, um, even said that more so said that uh, Hearn couldn't prove that um, that his more so was fake. He had to prove um, that uh, it was real, which is of course really difficult to do when the artist is dead. Um, and. Uh, 
still he appealed the decision and uh he paid for uh, a lawyer he helped get a, a documentary made called there are no fakes which i encourage everyone to watch uh that, that really uncovered this whole thing and if it wasn't for for kevin hearn and, and jonathan summer uh we probably would never know about this so people made there were a, a group of people who were clearly making a lot of money off of this like i had no idea you could make tens of millions of dollars off of an art fraud like that. Yeah, um, it, it's really unfortunate. Canada, unlike the United States, does not have in, in, uh, a dedicated team looking into art fraud. The FBI, for example, has an art, an art crimes division, uh, whereas the RCMP uh, does not. And they really should because um, art fraud is quite prevalent. Uh, and especially of, of uh, the theft of indigenous artists uh, it happens all the time. And um, it's something that can command huge fees. And often the artist doesn't even know it's going on. Oh, boy. OK, so then we're, are we finally, do you think, getting to a point uh, where we realize that this has been going on? And what happens to all of those people in museums and art houses out there that have fake Morisos? Well, um, anybody who has a Morisot Morso should get it officially appraised. Um, Jonathan Summer, Kevin Hearn's lawyer, has a, a very reputable company uh, that will do that. Um, but but um, really, any museum um, or or certainly gallery uh, should have their uh, artwork checked by an expert, and, and and so should private collectors. You really can't be sure at this point, uh, unless Morisot himself uh, gave you the art, that, w that what you have isn't authentic. The fakes are in China, they're in Germany, uh, they really are uh, all over Europe and Asia at this point, and, and, and so some of them uh, will probably never track down uh, because there were thousands and thousands of them, of them distributed over so long a period. It is astonishing. Jordan, did you, when you were digging into this story, you and you have a lot of details in here about finding the people who were potentially responsible for this. Was it challenging? Was it, or was it all just kind of hiding in plain sight? For me, it was mostly hiding in plain sight because of the work that uh, Kevin Hearn and Jonathan Summer and uh, the Thunder Bay police had done. All I sort of uh, did was was put more, more, most of the pieces together uh, in a readable format. But, but in terms of the actual digging, uh, much of that had already been done. It is an amazing story. Jordan, thank you so much for telling it. My pleasure. We appreciate that. Jordan Michael Smith is the award-winning journalist and author of an article in the latest edition of Smithsonian Magazine. You should check it out. It is called The Biggest Art Fraud in History, and it happened right here in Canada involving Indigenous artist Norval Morisot and just a years-long fraud of people passing his work off as legitimate when it wasn't even when the artist himself said Nope, that's not mine. Nope, people are stealing my work. And art houses still said, no, 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 he doesn't know he painted this. He doesn't remember he painted this. Like, just shocking. And we're talking about a, like $100 million worth of stolen artwork. It is unreal. Read the article. It is in the Smithsonian. It's absolutely fascinating.